Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. That's a shame. How it's not you... a shame that you don't sound scapey, but a shame that I sound scapey, but whatever. Hey, man, like, hey, sometimes we have to take Skypey wherever we find Skypey. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody has the luxury of being Skypey, you know what I mean? This is very true. You know, I, I speak I speak of the truth. That's, you do. That's my thing. You do. Uh, but, like, hey, what a crazy week. It has been, you know, <laughs> every time, every time we open the show, we talk about crazy weeks, but like, it's been a crazy week, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, kind of like slow news in terms of uh, entertainment and whatever. But uh, I know that last week we did not have a chance to talk about, um, well, actually, I, I think we, if you're, if I remember correctly, we made the decision to not talk about New Zealand because it was sort of fresh and sort of like still hurting, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was um, still raw. Yeah, yeah, and and so this week we want to shout out. We want to send a shout out to the people of New Zealand, and at the same time we want to. Man, I, I'm I'm still like I'm the entire week, you know, just gloating over. Uh, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, what what a leader she is, isn't she? She, I saw her, it's been many months ago, and it was before anything horrible had happened, and I was just so completely in awe of her poise and her intelligence and her sense of humor, and I told my husband, because we were watching the interview, and I was like, I want to move to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> just because of her. She just seems awesome. Yes. Like, you know, I feel like I could go there, and we could hang out and have dinner together and be friends. And, yeah, it's, you know, it, she and I and Olivia Coleman will live happily forever after. I, I, do you know what? I, I, I feel like Olivia Coleman could easily play her. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, she could. They're both, they're both very good at showing their humanity. God, and... Here's my thing. Um, if every 38-year-old is, well, if half of 38-year-olds is as poised, as composed, and as as eager to to answer the calling of being a leader as uh, Jacinta Ardern has been, then I think the world is in a pretty good place. Uh, yeah. As opposed to us here, we stuck with a seventy-one-year-old who is a huge man, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't at me. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. And if you are a fan of this show, if you've listened to us a couple of episodes and you feel offended by this, like seriously, I mean, we're cool with not having you as. <laughs> That's perfectly fine with you. Can, you can't sit with us. Yeah, I, I, we ain't that famous anyway. So, <laughs> and it's early enough for you to stop listening to this podcast. So I'm cool with that too. Absolutely. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, so what do you say, Jocelyn? We start the show, can we? I think so. Let's do this thing. All right. 
This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone, and welcome to Kicking and Streaming. One more time, we are here with you, and this is episode eight. <laughs> we have eight is great. I know we have made it to two months, so that means we can continue going with this shite. We're going to be going forever and ever and ever and ever, like the old Energizer Bunny. Forever, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Like, okay, so two months already doing this, and it doesn't really feel that it's been that 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 we've done that much work, but. You know, that's a milestone. That's yeah, an, it is. a monthiversary. Like, like, who comes up with those things? Monthiversary, friendversary. I don't know. Yeah, but that, that needs to stop. I, I personally, <laughs> I for, forgive me for having said monthiversary. <laughs> so, from, <laughs> I forgive you. From now on, we're going to move on. So uh, to, uh, this week, as usual, we've got a fantastic show for you, a fantastic podcast for you. But before that, let us take a moment to thank you for week after week after week coming back, downloading our podcast, listening to us, um, and finding the value in this little podcast of ours. Uh, Jocelyn and I are eternally grateful for that, aren't we, Jocelyn? Yes, we are. Thank you, everybody, for coming back eight times so far. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, we see the progress every week, and we keep saying that, but that that is the truth. Every week we come back, and after we've post, we've uploaded a show, uh, we see more and more people from different parts of the world, uh, of the world, listening to our podcast, and we are grateful for that. And as of this week. We are going to take a moment to tell you, if you still find the value in this show, you can always, always give us your support by contributing to our Patreon page. We have a Patreon page. Yes, we do. And that will help us to continue to, pro to, to do this and more, uh, to, you know, create more and do um, extra content that we are always brainstorming about, but we need a bit more resources, of course, to do that. Yep, and we're having a heck of a time doing this. We're really enjoying it, so it would be a lot of fun to be able to bring you some more time, some more, uh, some more content to be able to do this more often. It would just be fun. So, absolutely. And so you can go to Patreon.com/slash/KickingAndStreamingPodcast, uh, and you can see the how you can contribute to this show. You can support it also on our player, on our uh, Buzzsprout player. You will also find a little heart. If you click on that heart, it will lead you to where you can contribute to this show. Also, you can always follow us on Twitter, Kicking and Streaming, and also on Instagram, Kicking and Streaming Podcast, on Facebook, on the face. I like to say the Facebook. The Facebook. It's more appropriate. Yes. On the Facebook, we are kicking and streaming podcast also. And um, we have a YouTube channel that we haven't been 
we haven't yet managed to put any content in because, of course, it requires some resources. So once we start getting uh, your support, your patronage, then you will see what we can do because I tell you what, Jocelyn and I are very, very creative people. We are. We can knock your socks off, given the chance. That is fantastic. All right. So this week we have a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and do that. First show in spring, too. Yes, yes, yes. We're in a new season. What was it? What day was it the first day of spring? Was it uh, Tuesday? It was the 20th, whatever day that works out to be. Oh, check this out, son. And, of course, we are in North Carolina, so spring is a bit weird. Um, You have very tropical days and pollen all over the place. And then at night, it could easily go down to the 30s. (laughs) I'm a relatively recent transplant to North Carolina, for everybody who doesn't know. So I'm just going to say that for me, me, everything here is weird. So... Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the NC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, kicking and streaming uh, this week, we're gonna start, of course, by talking about the things that we're excited about, um, the things that we know are coming and we are anxiously uh, waiting for. And so, let me go ahead and start with you, Jocelyn. What have you seen that has has piqued your interest, and you like? Ooh, I can't wait for this to start. I'm really excited for the series The Act with, of course, my brain has completely lost the name of the actors that are going to be in it. It's going to be, let's see, Patricia Arquette and Joey King. Uh, It's going to be a story about the terrible, actually awful case of uh, Munchausen by proxy. I think it's one of the more famous cases in recent history. I was actually following the story when it was happening a few years ago, mm-hmm. and so I'll be very interested to see it dramatized and uh, see if perhaps they were able to find any more informa- new information about what happened. So yeah, that's it. The the act, and that's coming up on Hulu, right? Yes. When when does it start? Do you have an idea? Uh, it actually already, the first episode was on March 20th, which was the first day of spring. So, um, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't started it again, trying to catch up on a couple of things for this show, but yeah, I think it's going to be good. I haven't, I haven't read any articles about it yet, so hopefully it's good. (laughs) And you you know, you know, something that's crazy is that for over two or three years, I had Hulu and I almost didn't find anything of value to watch on, on Hulu for some reason, right? First right. of all, I, I had a problem with the fact that some of of Hulu's uh, series were released on a weekly basis because, of course, I'm a binge watcher. Um, I, I like to watch multiple episodes at the same time. So that, for me, was sort of a turnoff. And, mm-hmm. and also, I still had cable back then. So, you know, most of the things that, I, that were available on, on Hulu, I was able to watch them live if you will but then i got rid of cable and hulu started having some really kick-ass series and i remember after i had gotten rid of of hulu i remember i went online and started a free trial of hulu again just so i could watch the handmaid's tale yes and then from then on 
I'm like, you know what? Hulu is kind of high. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I, and I stuck with it. And now I find a lot of, uh, do you remember back when we did um, on our episode three and episode four? No, three and five, when we did put this on your watch list, I talked about a lot of shows from Hulu. And one of them was The Looming Tower. Looming Tower was one of the very first shows that caught my attention, even though it was one of those weekly shows. So, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm getting down with Hulu. And speaking of Hulu, let me tell you what I am excited about, right? So, as you know, I, could, I cannot shut up about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on, on Amazon Prime. And so, because on our page, on our Twitter um, page of, of uh, Kicking and Streaming, we follow the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I was able to stay informed. And two weeks ago, the table reading for the next season of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel started. This week, the first couple of episodes of the third season started. And so I'm I'm excited. I know that it's not coming up, coming anytime soon, but I'm excited. So I know that by the next, uh, you know, the fall of this year, I'm going to be like binge watching. Like I, I, it takes me about like a Saturday and half of a Sunday to go through all 10 episodes. So at that time, I hope Jocelyn has caught up to it. <laughs> hint, hint. Yeah. I'm just saying, uh, look, you know, I ain't saying anything, but I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I knew. And what else? What else are you are you are you on to? Um, let's see. Graham, my brain just went completely blank. I think you said something about Stranger Things. Stranger Things, Stranger Things three. The trailer just came out for that. Um, I think it had like a million hits within the first hour of playing. So a lot of people are excited about stranger things, but uh, I'm definitely one of the ones that's excited about it. It's a really interesting trailer. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. And, so, uh, and it's crazy because the kids are growing up. And I mean, of course the, the, the actors are of course growing up because kids don't stay kids forever, but it's interesting to see how much that they have grown and um, realizing how much time has passed since the first <laughs> season in real life, not just on the screen. <laughs> that is always weird, you know, because like I, I've always watched shows that have kids in them, and if they go for a few seasons, you know, the kids may ha the kid may have started the show when they were eight or nine, and by the third season they're already like twelve or thirteen, and next thing you know they've grown up, right? And I remember watching Mad Men, right? The little girl that played, uh, um, that that was the daughter. Of, of Don Draper, you know, she kind of grew up in the show. And then yeah. later on, she went on to to star in this show, uh, Sabrina, on Netflix. And I yes. was like, just look at her. She was just a little baby <laughs> a few years ago. So, like, it almost felt like I was like, there's a, I guess, a paternal feeling to that, if you will. Like, look at you know, you know, look at how, how much she's blossomed and she's doing her own thing. But a few years ago, she was just like this little girl in a show, and it, it's it's fantastic. So I, I I feel what you're saying there with the kids on on uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, getting to watch them grow up and 
it's it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. I really got wrapped up into Stranger Things when it first came out. I mean, I hardcore binged to that, that <laughs> like, you know, going going to work and, and dying at my desk because <laughs> I'd been up to like four o'clock in the morning. But, you know, but it was worth it. But I mean, you're probably going to get mad at me for saying for when you hear this, but I've never seen one episode of Stranger Things. Really? And here's your, here's the reason why, right? I've always wanted to, yes, I want to watch Stranger Things, but I want to do it when I don't have anything else pending. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I want to be able to watch it, and if I need to go back and watch another ep- an episode to sort of, like, wrap my brain around what I just saw, mm-hmm. I didn't want to have anything else that needed my attention, Mm-hmm. And so, and I think also between the first and the second, ep- the, the second season, there weren't a lot of time did not elapse, did it? Like, it no, kind of came back fairly quickly. Yeah, because I, I remember my son binge watching it, and then all of a sudden, boom, the second season was right there. So I'm like, oh, second season already, and so I haven't gotten to it, but I'm sure that unless Unless the third season is coming coming up, what in April or something, then I should be caught up. I think it's May. I think it's it's either really late April or early May. So you've got time. Yeah, I'll go through it in like two weekends or so. Yeah, it's and worth it. It's it's worth it. I the first season grabbed a hold of me and sucked me into its world and. Made me nostalgic in some ways because it's kids on bikes, and I spent a lot of time on my bike when I was a kid. Oh boy. Um, season two was not as, didn't grab me quite as much, but it's still very, very good. Well, the other thing is, they've always said that if you are, if you are a politician who is running for office and Saturday Night Live makes a, a spoof of you, that means you have some traction. And the same goes for anything, any anything that is socially relevant. And I knew that Stranger Things had some traction the moment I saw that there was a parody of Stranger Things on Saturday Night Live. So that's, in fact, that might have well be the moment when I decided, okay, I need to see this. You know, <laughs> so, it's a good parameter. <laughs> absolutely, you know. And for me, there's also another show that has. Kind of like gone under the radar, but you know me, I'm I'm, I'm sort of a romantic with those under the radar uh, kind of series. Yeah, I and love to find this stuff that not everybody's talking about. Exactly. And one of those shows is Bosch. This is a series on Amazon Prime that is starred, uh, starring um, my boy Titus Welliver. And even Titus Welliver himself, as an actor, is a little bit underrated. And, you know, when, when an artist have their hand on so many things, it's hard to sort of focus on them as of a particular trade. And I think Titus Welliver is a great actor. He's everything, like on everything I have, I've seen him, he's done a fantastic job from Deadwood to, to any other series that I've seen him on. He's well, been he's been in a lot of things. I'm just looking up his profile very quickly. He was in Lost. He was in Sons of Anarchy. Right. Uh, he was in the movie The Town. Um, 
the movie Gone Baby Gone. So yes. a lot of people should know who he is. Yes. And and I think this is the fourth, if not the fourth, the fifth season. I'm not entirely sure. I, I can't remember. But Bosch is a fantastic series. He plays a sort of a lone wolf kind of detective in Hollywood who himself has his own demons. He he doesn't work well with others. He's not a nasty guy or anything. He's just he's just he's just function better. More um, of a loner. As a loner. And also he has an autistic side because he's written books, um like a series of books about a detective himself. And also but part of his demon is that he grew up in foster care and the reason he grew up in foster care was because his mother, when he was a kid, was a prostitute and was murdered by someone. And that someone is actually a very prominent politician who still is in power. And part wow. of his purpose in life as a detective, as a man of law enforcement, is not only to catch that guy, but also to prove his case. So... It's a very interesting story. It's a very interesting series. And like I said, I know that Amazon Prime is not Netflix. So a lot of people miss some very good shows out there. I think as of now, most people, all they know about Amazon Prime is, you know, transparent or something, <laughs> you know, because that's what that's I think that's the series that has won the most Emmys and Golden Globes of all the original series by Amazon Prime, but Amazon Prime has some really, really kick-ass shows. And you they guys... Do. They have some high-quality stuff. Oh, yes. Everybody should consider getting an Amazon Prime uh, membership just because of the shows. I, I don't know how much you order stuff from, on Amazon and how much you need, you know, next-day delivery or some shit. But you, you, you do need Amazon Prime in your life. Because of the shows they have. Am I right, Jocelyn? I agree. I agree. 100%. The shows are great. The, um, oh, you can get music with Prime. Yeah. Streaming music services. Um, they have, um, books. You can get books for free if you want. Yeah. If you're into the, into downloadable books, you can get, just get the Kindle app. You don't have to buy a Kindle. So, I mean, all kinds of cool stuff come with Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's not just free shipping. And I wish they were, they were listening to this show because, like, you know, we'd be putting them in the map and stuff. Maybe they should Right, like, exactly. Yo, show up and show us something, man. <laughs> Send us a drone with some money. I mean, come on. We have 10 subscribers, so, you know, that's 10 so, yeah. people. <laughs> we, are, we are highballing it. Yeah. All right, so we move on to the direct topic of the week, right, because... The show that we decided to talk about this week, and shocker, we are talking about another girl power kind of show. You know, yes, we love women. <laughs> but here's the thing: this show deserves the entire consideration of a podcast. All the good critiques that have been written about it, and also it deserves your attention as a listener. Of kicking and streaming, we're talking about the series, or is this a series? Right, it's a six-episode series. Shrill, 
on show. Netflix. Mm, Hulu. Oh, Hulu. My bad. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> it is Hulu. Hey, Hulu, can you ever forgive me? Uh, Hulu is in the corner pouting now. Oh, okay. Lord have mercy. So, Jocelyn, tell me. I, I, I want to. I'm dying to hear what you think. Yeah, because we haven't talked about this pre-show. We decided not to talk about it. And we talk about every every show that we are going to talk about in the podcast. We actually have a brainstorm session, mostly through Zoom at work. Shout out to Zoom. <laughs> yes, shout out to Zoom. But, we, I mean, we, we decided not to talk about it because it, it's, it's one of the most extraordinary little shows that I've seen. But again, I would like for my co-host to tell me what she thinks first. Please, <laughs> please enlighten us, oh wise one. Oh Lord, oh wise one, oh Lord. <laughs> I feel like I need to go put on a hat or something. I So I watched it in one evening, which uh, you can definitely do that. It is six episodes, but each episode is less than half an hour. So it was really just like watching a slightly long movie yeah. um i think it i will argue that that is the way to watch it because i think stopping an episode and maybe waiting a couple days or a week or so and coming back to it i don't think it's will have quite the impact it would is it is opposed to binging it that's just my opinion obviously i think as a female any of us who have ever struggled with our weight, and that would definitely be myself in that category, it's something to watch because it opens up the conversation of weight in a manner that I personally have not seen before. I'm not going to say that it's 100% original because I'm sure there's people out there who can cite 12 other shows who have done it in a similar manner, but I haven't seen them. So um, for me, this was powerful and impactful to see the issue of weight and in the show they call it fat. So how it is in the life of a fat girl and how that affects your every aspect of being um, in terms of how other people treat you, of, in terms of how you feel about yourself in terms of career, in terms of clothes. Um, the clothes in the show for the lead actress cannot be bought because when they went to start the costume pro process for this show, the costume designer went out to buy clothes and couldn't find any. Wow. So these are all made. Everything that the, the lead characters are wearing were, was made by the costume designer because she couldn't find anything. Um, so I, I think that it is very important to watch, even if you aren't someone who struggled with your weight, to kind of give you maybe a little glimpse of a window of what it's like in a world that is not made, not tailor-made for for anybody who is doesn't fit into the certain box of fitness. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. And thank you for bringing, bringing up some details that I actually didn't know about the show, like what you've just said about the clothing and stuff. 
I didn't know that. Uh, and I, believe me when I say this, I've been obsessed with this show for so many reasons that I've done a lot of research. I've done a lot of research about the author. I've done a lot of, because obviously the show is an adaptation of a book entitled uh, Shrill. And uh, it sort of reveals, if you will, the life and everyday life of the author. And so I've been reading a lot about the book, the show, the author, and also the actress that plays their character, A.D. Bryant. If you don't know who A.D. Bryant is, if you're not a regular watcher of Saturday Night Live, then you, you don't know who A.D. Bryant is. But A.D. Bryant is a regular on Saturday Night Live. She's fantastic. She is hilarious. She's absolutely great. But, of course, she she's a big girl. And she's nothing like the character herself, judging from what you see on on Saturday Night Live. But, again... None of us know her personally to know what, what kind of things she's dealt with. But I think she has done a great job at playing this character. And also, I think she's part of the writing staff, too, isn't she? I believe so. I believe she has a writing credit on the show. And it's all worth it. And I wanted to bring bring about a couple of things because I've seen a lot of shows that have attempted to... Uh, do justice and bring to the social conscience the idea of discrimination against people, big people, against um, uh, people that are overweight, right? Yes. And whatever they've tried to do, even when they think they're doing the right thing, they always end up messing it up because there's a couple of cliches that never, ever, misses in those things is one that they cast someone who is actually not big to wear a fat suit and then towards the middle or towards the end of the show she loses all the weight right yep and then she becomes from ugly duckling to the prettiest girl in the world that is yep. bullshit nobody wants to deal with that bullshit no, right? it's incredibly offensive. Exactly that. that I it's, hate that from the from 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 the moment I saw, I hate that. I don't I don't I don't see that. No, it's it's very very offensive. It's I mean you know the whole thing about having white actors in Asian roles and other roles like that. That's offensive, and so is having somebody in a fat suit. That's offensive too. Get exactly. a fat person to play a fat person. Exactly, and then. On the second one, where they miss the mark also, it tends to be where they cast a normal-looking actor or actress. They put on a bunch of weight to play the fat person, and then all like nothing is about the story, but about, oh, how great of a method actor you are that you put on the weight just to play this character. And then when that person, when that actor goes back and loses the weight, it becomes another stigma of, you see, it's easy to 
unfat yourself. <laughs> yes, exactly. They did it. So, of course, we're not going to mention the fact that they have five personal trainers and 12 personal chefs and, um, you know, 29 different people to Thank do you. everything for them. Thank you. Some <laughs> of these motherfuckers have their own Starbucks at home, so shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. seriously, and these are the things that infuriates me about Hollywood, the, the tone deafness um, when they try to play minorities, when they're trying issues that are relative to minorities, um, people with disabilities, or people that are... First of all, I don't know if you've noticed, but I think there's a lot of people out there. Most people out there think that it is perfectly fine to discriminate against a person based on their weight. Simply, yeah. Simple as that. And yeah. one of the characters that reflect that in the show is the character of uh, the her boss, of uh, Annie's boss. Right? Great actor there. Yes, yes. He's fantastic. And I don't know if you heard about this, but the character is loosely, loosely based on Dan Savage. Yes. And... Um, Look, I'm, Dan Savage is an ally. If you are a liberal, Dan Savage is definitely an ally. But to tell you the truth, I sort of think that, you know, all, all of these things, all of those horrible things are things that Dan Savage would be capable of. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. you know, because we have flaws. And yeah, Dan Savage would be capable of that. And I have no doubt that all albeit somewhat exaggerated because of the character. But yeah, he may have treated uh, uh, that uh, author that way. You know, after all, he's the guy that, thanks to him, you cannot <laughs> Google the word Samtorum. But hey, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, this is my biggest takeaway, really, is that, you know, A.D. Bryant is a real person in if I may say so without offending, of a, a person who who is fat, playing a fat girl that is discovering that there isn't anything wrong about... First, the one thing that you can take away from the show is being healthy does not necessarily mean that you have to be skinny. Right. Being healthy has nothing to do with your freaking weight and don't let anybody tell you anything opposite to that. Yep. It's you know, very true. Well, I mean, there's a lot of heroin addicts who are, um, you know, their BMI is great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, heroin is not good for you, folks. So don't yeah. do drugs. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Don't be doing um, that shit. I do, I do have to say, I think there's, I had a few little quibbles with the show. Um, not necessarily content wise but um there were a few little missteps that i felt it took uh and also they 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 really need to get a new c continuity editor because <laughs> that was a little distracting for me many 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 years ago in another life i used to do video editing for a television station so i still have that instinct that that background mm -hmm. so when someone was holding a piece of paper and then not holding a piece of paper or standing up and then they were sitting down i was like oh my god this is gonna drive me straight up the wall oh my but, god <laughs> but i got over it it was fine 
But um, yeah, if you could, guys, if you're listening to this, if you could just have a little sit down talk with your continuity director and just, you know, kind of say, hey, can you we please make sure people are holding paper all the time or not holding paper or whatever. But anyway, but here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I can assure you, you're the, you're the only one that noticed that. It is because you you used to be in that. Do you know why? It's like it's the same thing for me with with translator and interpreter, right? I I hate when I'm watching the news and somebody says, "Well, uh, through translator, so and so said this and that," and I'm like, "Nope, I wasn't a, a, a translator. That's an interpreter." Yes. Well, what's the difference? Yes, there's a difference between translating and interpreting, right? Yes, but, there is. But my friend, my friend John, who listens to this podcast, has told me, man, only you know that difference. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, John, there's so, there's something else you can add to your repertoire of things. And I'm like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm the only one that would notice, but... Um, I do have to say, too, though, about the show, something that made me happy, I have to mention it, I have to get this in here, is Bonkers, um, the dog. There's a dog in this show. I I cannot ex- begin to explain to you probably precisely how happy it makes me to have a small dog in a TV show. I it know. was a cat. It wasn't a, a, a cat with a female, which is always, I feel, kind of the thing that the, that shows yeah, the love cat to lady. do. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's a dog. It's a small dog too. Nothing against big dogs. Love big dogs too. But it was just so much fun to have this adorable little dude who has so much personality. Yo, there was bon- not enough bonkers in the bonkers show. That was, was my other equipment. Bonkers. And first of all, like, hey, I know that no Hamas goes to bonkers, but how he played that whole thing of eating shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Bunkers was high, and that shit was dope. That was that was good. That made me happy. Little Bunkers made me happy. And so, and also I feel like Bunkers kind of helped us at least see a human side of uh, what's his name, Ryan. Ryan, Brian. Ryan. Yeah, man, that dude right there. <laughs> Whatever, bunkers is bunkers is dope. You need to watch this show at least for bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I love the best friend in this, uh, Fran. Um, I I approve of her character very much. Uh, yes. I I really like the idea of having the best friend. She's also a large lady. Yeah. Um, so it's not like a skinny best friend who's trying to get her fit and healthy and all that other trope nonsense. Yep. Um, and uh, and she's also queer, which I think is something that is not addressed particularly well in Hollywood either. There's something else that there's a lot of stereotypes around. Yes. Um, I wish that they could have expanded on her character a little bit, but hopefully there'll be a season two and we can see a little bit more of that and- because um, – this is it's it's six episodes, but it's really more like what is it like two days, maybe three days in in the life of this yeah, girl that you, everything happens. So yeah, you could say, and like uh, you you know the thing is for me is that you didn't see the fat girl and the gay male best friend, but yeah, rather exactly. two girls who were able to share each other's pain in 
in the fact that there are women, they also, you know, share the same weight issues. And, you know, except that the other, the other girl happened to be queer, as you said, you know. I yeah. mean, all like, there were a lot of things that they did right with the show. I do yes. have, as you said, I do have my little, you know, here that they could have addressed these or that, although not as detail-oriented as who was holding a paperclip and wasn't sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It just took me out of the show a little bit. It made me realize that I was watching a show. <laughs> but um, there's a lot. So here's one thing I wanted to say about this. Uh, in 2010... A show on CBS was launched called Mike and Molly. Yes. And that show is starred by Melissa McCarthy and Billy Gardell. Yes. And Maura Kelly, a journalist from Marie Claire, wrote an article titled, Should Fatties Get a Room? Okay. Yes. And yes, I remember this. And that article was about how gross it is to watch fat people get intimate. Yes. And that was in 2010. Yes. Nine years later, okay, there is a show on TV where it is not only perfectly acceptable, but it is fine. It is totally appropriate and, how should I say it, tasteful to see people, voluptuous people, if you will, not only being intimate, but being themselves. Because that pool party is one thing, one place I would have loved to have gone. Yeah, I, that would I, <laughs> oh my God, that was awesome. Yeah. I, I read an article um, from the lead actress who said that the pool party itself was as much fun to film as it looks. Absolutely, that it would that there was a real party going on there. That none of that really was acting. There was a real party going on there when they filmed that that scene. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. And and and, and here's the thing. I don't know. Like the notion that someone cannot find, cannot see the beauty in in the diversity of people in the diversity in sizes is absolutely foreign to me. But again, you know, I'm not necessarily a very normal dude, but I'm fine with not being normal in that respect. I'm, <laughs> I, yes. Yeah, never be normal. Right. Because, like, I, I, I was looking at that scene and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, how come there aren't more people in there? Like, that scene was worth it. And I think there's a lot of things that happen in the book, in the show, that led to Annie discovering herself and becoming an empowered woman. The sixth episode doesn't do it justice, really. So definitely, obviously, there are going to be more episodes but i think that was a pivotal moment i think so too i think that pool party scene the whole concept of that i honestly think that that is a little bit of television history there 
Um, so I think that's a good reason, honestly, to watch the show because I don't think anything like that has ever been done before for quote-unquote mainstream television. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know what? And, and here's the thing. I know we're running out of time. And I have so much more to talk about with, uh, with this show because, you know, there's one of the taboo issues both in politics and in television in the United States at least is the word abortion. Yes. And the word and, and abortion in and of itself is addressed in this show and is not addressed in the stigmatized way that it, it, it's usually seen, but rather, shit, I've done this and I feel empowered by it. Mm-hmm. So there's another, there's another theme right there. But here's the thing. We're not going to spoil the show for you. We may have actually said far too much. All right. <laughs> we've said way too much. But if you think that we've covered everything, you are wrong. So it is important that you go and watch it. It is on yeah. Hulu. And it's called Shrill. Anyway, um, so watch Shrill. That's all we're going to say. Just watch Shrill. Yeah, Whatever watch it Shrill. It's, it's worth your time. It's worth... Um, it's worth the conversations that you're going to have about it because, um, I don't know, for some of you folks, it might piss you off. Um, for some of you folks, you might go, oh, my God, that was me or that is me. Um, and, uh, hey, it's got a cute dog. So, come on. And perhaps we might even talk about it a bit more on on a future show. Who knows? Yeah. But, again, you know, we want to thank you for sticking with us for listening to this podcast and the only thing we can say is that once the show once this podcast is over if you're home go turn on your TV and start watching Shrill with A.D. Bryant and a bunch of awesome actors that's all I'm going to say yeah great cast for me Graham for Jocelyn my fantastic host this is it we're calling it a day thank you all so much thank you folks you've been great ciao bye